Hey, Exchange family, this is Exchanging Stories. And I was just really praying that the Lord would reach him. And this was the loudest I have ever heard the Lord. And he said, in due time. And so I knew at some point it was coming. Hey, Exchange family, we are here with Ashley Johnson today. Hey, Ashley. Hello. It's uh, If you haven't been able to meet Ashley, you have reaped the rewards of her service at Exchange. She helps lead the coffee team at Exchange. So Sunday mornings you come in and there's coffee waiting and ready. That is from um, sometimes on Sunday mornings, Ashley's good service to you guys. So thanks for that, Ashley. You're welcome. Um, Also, so if some folks don't know you, um, maybe they know one of your clan that belongs to you. Tell us a little bit about your family and, and who goes with you. Okay, so I am married to Matt. We've been married almost 19 years. Okay. So we were babies when we yeah, got married. Congratulations <laughs> yeah. on that. About to hit 20. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're coming up on yeah. that. Seems like a, it's a long time. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. And I have three children. Cole is 14. Yeah. Kira is 12. And Hattie is nine. Okay. So they're great three. kids, too. Yeah, fun kids. Cole um, will engage anyone and everyone <laughs> yes, on anything, will. you know, so yeah. you can literally, uh, you cannot know Cole, I think, and have a 30 minute conversation with him immediately. I think so. I love that yeah. about him. Yeah. It started as a baby. He used to wave to everybody, like wanted to talk to everybody in the store. And yes. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> yes. So he's he's got uh, lots of stories and lots of fun interactions and the girls are incredible too and uh, you guys have been at Exchange, what, five or six years, something like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, just kind of uh, lived in Rollsville at the time. You guys have since moved out uh, to a farm. We have, yeah. yeah. So so a little bit of a drive, still make it, uh, though, as your community at Exchange, right? Yeah, it's, it's a full 30, 35-minute drive, so it's a while, but yeah. it's worth it. We love it. So. Well, I appreciate you saying that, yeah. but I mean, it's... It's, uh, I would assume it's, it's more than just what happens on Sunday morning. It's the community that surrounds you guys and is mm-hmm. with you guys. And, um, we're really grateful that you guys are here and, and glad to partner with you in, in ministry and just to walk out our faith. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about your faith today and, and kind of the trajectory of living out that faith. Um, so for some of us that don't know your story, tell us a little bit about your faith journey and how you met Jesus. Okay. I was brought up in a church. My dad became a believer, um, before I was born. I think my mom was pregnant with my older brother and my mom was not a believer. So he took us to church. We went to a Pentecostal church Mm. and, um, it was very rule oriented and, um, a very strict Mm -hmm. and my dad was also very strict. And, um, you know, we went to church. He, he was gone a lot. He was a truck driver, but every week he was home, we went to church, but it wasn't lived out in the home. So, um, there was a lot of confusion as I got older about all the rules and the, um, just the control that surrounded the church. Um, I felt a lot like I couldn't live up to the standards. Um, 
just a lot of guilt, Mm. you know, as a child of feeling like I just, I wasn't going to go to heaven and being fearful. So as I got older, um, I just, I didn't understand a lot about God and who he was. And, uh, my parents got divorced when I was 14 and we quit going to church Mm. and I knew I always believed in God, but I did not have a relationship with the Lord. And, um, when I was, I met my husband when, let's see, I was 18. Okay. And shortly after we started dating, I had a desire to go back to church. And, um, I guess we were probably closer to being married by that point. And we started visiting churches and we visited a lot of churches over the years mm-hmm. and we just never found a church that we were comfortable in or for one reason or another, one of us wouldn't be comfortable in the church. Yeah. And, um, when we lived in Arizona prior to moving here and we did join a church there that we were more comfortable in. My husband was brought up in a Presbyterian church. Yeah. So that was a church he was most comfortable in. And, um, we enjoyed that, but I felt like I was missing this conviction that all these other friends I had were walking around with. Hmm. I was trying to get involved in different Bible studies. Um, after I had children, I attended mops and I had a lot of, um, Christian friends that just, you know, they were filled with the spirit, I can tell, and I was missing that. I didn't have that. It just seemed like a disconnect between maybe what you knew about God and and the relationship aspect. Yes, yeah. I couldn't, I didn't, I felt like I was seeking. Mm -hmm. I was never deep into the word. I would read a devotion. We were trying to go to all these churches, but I, I didn't have that just that conviction that they had. And I really longed for that. Mm -hmm. And, um, after we moved here, I met a friend at the gym I was going to, and she wanted to start just a real small Bible study. So there was a group of about five of us that, um, would meet at her house and she is really, um, just a great woman who was a wonderful mentor and friend And that was the first time I really went deep into the word and we were doing like these, I guess, just intense Bible studies Mm -hmm. that, you know, you go home and you have work to do during the week and you're in the Bible. And um, I still was missing that, that, um, that conviction Mm -hmm. and um, just seeking after that. And one day I literally, I remember I was in my kitchen and I felt the Lord telling me to go get into the word hmm. and going to sit down and just feeling that I was filled with the spirit. There, wow. there was no, I don't know what to say, you know, yeah, like nothing, yeah. no huge moment, just that he was there all yeah. of a sudden. And, um, I'm not sure why it took so long. I was probably, 34 or so at the time. Um, but I don't question why I I trust him and it's his story. Yeah. And, um, but that's how I really came to Christ. That's incredible. Just honestly that seeking. And I I think the Lord honors that, you Mm -hmm. know, I think, 
um, Romans is really clear that even creation itself, you know, says, uh, tells the story of God, you know, yeah. and it says that, that men are without excuse because of creation itself. And so I, I do believe that when we put forth those steps to seek the Lord, that yeah. he meets us in his time and his way, um, and just brings us home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I agree. I, I, like I said, I, I don't know why, but he knows why. And yeah. you know, this is his path for my life. So mm-hmm. I just trust that. So, so you are, you know, you are in this progression of faith. You're hearing from the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's something that you desperately desire in your life, uh, even for your family. But, uh, there's, there's a little catch. Yeah. There, right. Yeah. So when we moved from Arizona out here, we started trying different churches like we had in the past. And, um, one day my husband just came up to me and he's like, I don't want to go to church. I don't believe in God. And I just, I don't want to go. If you want to go, that's fine. But he wasn't interested. Mm. And we honestly had never, it seems silly, but it, it wasn't something we talked about because I wasn't living out my faith, um, when we were younger. And, um, so we just kind of came into this and I was the one that wanted to go to church and that's, he grew up going to church and that's just what you did. Yeah. So, um, we had never really had a discussion about it. So, so that's a big shocking conversation to you. That that was big. Yeah. That was, um, that was, prior to my conversion yeah. when this was about nine, 10 years, probably 10 years ago. Um, so I decided I didn't want to go to church without him. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I would be living this different life that he wasn't a part of. And I didn't want that for us. So I figured I would just, um, continue reading my devotions and praying and going to a Bible study and that that would be enough. Mm-hmm. And during that time, that was enough. But after um, I did come to faith, I had a really strong desire, like I needed to be in church. Yeah. And I told him that. And um, he said, you know, that's fine. He supported me. He didn't want to go. He would probably come occasionally, but he wasn't really interested Mm -hmm. in going regularly. So that was hard because, again, I didn't want to live this life without him. I was afraid, um, there would just be a disconnect between us, but I went anyways. Cause I just, I felt like the Lord was calling me and I had to go. Yeah. And, um, I knew a couple friends at exchange and we live close by. So that's how I got there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how, how soon after that did, did Matt start coming with you? Cause he came for a long time. Yeah. So he came, I pretty much came by myself for, I think, close to a year. Yeah. He would come occasionally. And um, this was the first church we had have, had ever gone to where people knew he wasn't a believer. Mm-hmm. So I think that really helped him feel comfortable, like he didn't have something to hide. Yeah. And um, that he was just accepted and um, that he, you know, people were... I think just impressed maybe that he was coming anyways and being supportive. Yeah. Um, and then it was about a year later. It's kind of funny because my in-laws are not believers and they were visiting us. And I had said something about this church I was going to. 
and it was brought up that Matt wasn't going and his dad pulled Matt to the side and (laughs) was wondering why he wasn't going. And, you know, that's what you do. You're a family man and you go to church with your family. And so that's when he started coming regularly with us. Yeah. At at the request of someone who, who isn't a believer. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's incredible. And so he starts coming. Yeah. Um, he still doesn't believe in God. Right. Yeah. So what's that like, you know, as a, as a wife, mm-hmm. obviously scripture deals with this. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not like it's uncommon, right? Yeah. There's even instructions in scripture for, for women, for wives who have a husband that's a non-believer, yeah. you yeah. know? Um, but, but also for many, that's, that's a, there's a tension there, mm-hmm. as you already said, um, in, in a hope, like a desperate yeah. hope. Yeah that he will, you know? And so what was your strategy? What, what was your, what was your prayers like? You know, like what was your, uh, did you feel the pressure to, to, to be perfect, you know, in, in marriage that you would woo him over, you know, what was, you know, just tell us what that was like, just hoping that your husband's going to come to the Lord. Yeah. So it's definitely hard because you do desperately, um, want your spouse to be a believer. You want them to go to heaven. And, you know, uh, thinking of the church that I grew up in, which was very, um, they talked about hell a lot and, Mm -hmm. you know, just to have this image in your mind of what that is. And of course not wanting a loved one to go there. Um, so yeah, um, it's, (laughs) I think you're alluding to first Peter, three. And that, that was my prayer that, um, you know, wives submit yourselves to your own husband. So if any of them do not believe the word, they would be won over without words by the behavior and conduct of their wives. And I really clung to that. It seems like you might have that memorized. Yeah. (laughs) Just a little. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, I feel like that was my beacon really. And, um, I just, a lot of deep prayer because we had also been put in situations many times where we just felt this pressure of different pastors who who'd even come to our home and said, you know, would you like to come to Christ right now? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like it doesn't happen like that. Yeah. And so I didn't want to be preachy. I knew that that wouldn't work. And that's not what the Bible says either. So I just really, um, prayed very deep and hard about, um, how the Lord wanted me to be as a wife and how he wanted me to conduct myself. And, um, right, right alongside just praying for him in this, desperate way of wanting him to become a believer and knowing that he would have to be really loud in his life. Mm -hmm. I prayed for that a lot. And, um, I actually have this sheet of paper that's, I meant to bring it, but it's all just filled up with the, the scriptures I would read through. And there's a couple quotes on there. One of them, um, I believe is from John Piper Mm. that, um, wives should, treat their husbands as if they're already the person God wants them to be. And I, this paper, I would just 
get up and I would read over this and pray over this paper all the time. And it wasn't just a one day thing or a one week thing. It was like constantly I was praying over this and just really seeking him and how he wanted me to be the best wife I could to him. Hmm. Um, so that, that was my main way of, you know, dealing with how hard it was. Cause it really, you know, it's really hard to have a different worldview yeah. than your spouse. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, obviously I think scripture obviously is wise that you would win them without words because yeah. our tendency and our, and our probably our, you know, just the way that we're, we're wired is that mm-hmm. we'll talk them into this or, you yeah. know, like we'll, yeah. we'll say oh, yeah. enough words yeah. uh, for them to realize that this yeah. is true. We're right. You know, they need to, you know, uh, understand and respond yeah. and all the things. And, and I just think obviously scripture has this, it seems like it's so anti, you know, correct mm-hmm. that you would win them without words. Yeah. You know, um, but, but words to them mm-hmm. through your prayers though. And those words, like what you're asking the Lord to do, waiting, mm-hmm. hoping, longing and literally like begging the Lord, God, right. would you do this? Would, you know, the, that those scriptures that you prayed, you know, like every day. You yeah. Said. Yeah. And you don't know when or even if it's going to happen. Yeah. And there, there was a moment, um, this was, this was probably about three years ago. Mm-hmm. We were, um, in service worshiping and I had my arm just linked around his arm and I was just really praying that the Lord would reach him. And I, this, this was the loudest I have ever heard the Lord. And he said in due time. And so I knew at some point it was coming Goodness, and you don't know, is it right now? Is it when he's 90? Like you, you just, you don't know, but I had such a peace after that and that just moment, knowing. Yeah. 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 And so that was, that was a really big moment for me just to be patient and just keep yeah. fighting the good fight. I- <laughs> but man, That's incredible. I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah. That's incredible. And, and I think that makes sense to me now because I watched your, your peaceful faith uh, for most of the time that I've known you guys, Yeah, you know, uh, and we'll get to Matt's story. We'll have him in and, and we'll talk about that with Matt. But, you know, what would you say, Ashley, if, if you were talking to someone, whether it's a wife or a son or a daughter or a friend, a coworker, mm-hmm. neighbor, who's praying desperately for the salvation of mm-hmm. someone that they love or know, what would you say? How would you encourage them to say, you know, like, keep it up, keep yeah. the faith? What would you say to them on that? Um, I think definitely just deep prayer very often. Hmm. Um, it's, it's a This is just like the Lord too, that in the, in all this time I was just, um, praying so hard for him that the Lord ended up not only changing him, but changing me and, you know, working on my heart. And so I think just really praying hard. And I I love the idea of having this journal page that I could take with me everywhere Mm -hmm. 
and just pull it out. You know, sometimes it's, you feel like your prayers can get really repetitive Mm -hmm. and just to have this to pull out, to have something tangible that I could just pray over regular, regularly just seem really solid to me. And, um, also it's, it's really difficult, but just praying over and remembering that it's not about me, Mm. that although this, this is my life and my husband that I so desperately want to come to Christ, that it's for the Lord and for his kingdom and to keep the focus on, on the Lord and what he wants for my life and how he wants me to conduct myself around other people and just to let his light shine through. That's so good, Ashley. It's so good. I think, um, I think all of us at exchange will be able to learn, uh, from this, from your story. And I really appreciate you sharing and, and telling us, uh, some of those, some of those deep moments of longing and hope and faithfulness. And I think, uh, honestly, uh, I think exchange, much of exchange got to experience that moment yeah. with you, um, you know, in Matt's salvation and baptism. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really beautiful thing, obviously to exchange, but I think the Lord honoring yeah. your long suffering patience, waiting, hoping, and peacefully, uh, really just surrendering and submitting to the Lord to say, after you said those words in due time, yeah, like I trust yeah. you, you know, I trust mm-hmm. you. So thanks for sharing your story today. Exchange, I hope that as you listen to Ashley's story, this uh, propels you to pray for those that you long to see um, come to Jesus. And so we hope that you'll walk in this story with Ashley. Lean into your own story, and we'll see you next time on Exchanging Stories. Thank you. Thank you.